Welcome back right. to the ALG podcast. I am this is this is a special episode for me because as you'll come to hear from our new guest Danielle, um, we have a long experience of knowing each other. To think that at one point in time we were in the same high school in the same grade, both not in our deal healthy bodies at the same time, the two biggest people in the entire school. And now we're some of the most fit people from our grade. It, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy sequence of events. We're going to flex on them. We're going to flex on them. And so honestly, I'm so excited to hear this story because obviously we've, we've been supported back and forth with each other. You've, you've messaged me, I've messaged you. Um, we've kept in connection with uh, both of our transformations, but obviously I've never heard the A to Z. I've never heard, you never know what's happening in someone's head. You don't know all the, the nitty gritty details. You just more see the transformation from afar. So it's going to be really cool to hear the, the A to Z transformation, how, um, how your story really aligns with your past, your present, and what you're looking forward in the future. And so honestly, Danielle, to start this thing off, the first, as we know, as you, in this podcast, the first 20, 30 minutes is just telling your story, A to Z, the raw, honest truth, um, because authenticity is the cornerstone of what this podcast is all about. Um, So Danielle, I'd love to just kind of give you the floor and uh, tell us, tell us your story. Let's start with, um, you know what, I'm going to, I think this is a good uh, starting point. I'm going to start with sports. Okay. Okay. So I have always been very active. And my parents, they put me in soccer at the YMCA, you know, in Forest Hills. They, um, I did a lot of sports. I did gymnastics. I have always been, and I still am very flexible. And as I was doing it, you know, soccer, basketball, volleyball, um, starting from middle school, I was, I was great. You know, I, I did volleyball. I made the A team is what they called it. And, um, things started just getting more difficult as time went by. And it had almost everything it had to do with my weight. Um, I, I was different. Um, and I knew it was different. When um, I was in fifth grade, you know, in the locker room, when you have to change and everything, I always went into a bathroom stall, always. And mm-hmm. everyone was like, why are you going into a bathroom stall? Well, I'm sorry, I'm not going to change in front of you guys. Ditto. Um, <laughs> I remember the uh, community pool. Um, it's in that neighborhood across from the fine arts center um, back in the day. I went there, I went swimming there with one of my um, old friends and she, and this is like everyone, like this happens to everyone, what happened to me, but she, we went swimming. I had a bikini on and you know, I was obviously overweight. I was different from everyone else. And I remember she looked at me and she said, Oh my God, what is that? And she was looking at my stomach and she saw stretch marks and from that point on afterwards, I just always was very, I always kept my body just closed and I didn't want to really show anyone my body. And it's not, it's nothing against her, but I knew that other people were noticing my flaws that I noticed in myself. Right. And at that time when I was young, obviously, like I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was very insecure and whatnot. And so um, I did a lot of sports and it was harder to, um, it got very hard to continue with like doing a sport so going to high school um, I tried out for the volleyball team this was actually a very this is very sensitive it's a sensitive topic for me to talk about because volleyball was like my life like I my parents put me in volleyball I was really really good even being a bigger girl like you know spiking that ball like I you know I was really good and I had a powerful arm and whatnot so anyways um I, I got cut from the volleyball team and it was and everyone that I grew up with, like made, you know, the varsity or whatever. And this is when I was just going into Forest Hills Northern and it was very hard. I actually remember, you know, Corinne, mm-hmm. um, because I believe she tried out and um, Corinne, she's just, I love her, but there was a lot of the girls that um, I grew, well, in middle school, I did volleyball with. I couldn't continue doing volleyball with them in high school and it was sad and I started crying like when they told me I did not make the team like I didn't even make like the JV like I just they cut me and it was like wow and it had to do with my weight they 
were saying it, but very, they were very in, like, they were indirectly basically telling me, like, I'm too heavy. Like, right. that's just what it was. And it was really sad. I remember um, going home to my mother um, and crying to her. And she said, it's okay. And it's okay to cry. And I just cried and cried for hours. It was very emotional. And um, may she rest in peace. She's no longer here with us. But my mom taught me from that day that it is okay to cry. And um, as long as you get back up and do something like, you know, life can be good. And so that was very emotional for me. So after that, I stopped doing sports. I, I avoided gym classes. Um, it was just really, 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 really bad. And so, and let me know if I'm getting too off topic. But no, you're, no, keep no, going. you're fine. So, Am I doing good? Okay. So, um, yeah, so that is where my, that is, that was the end of uh, me doing sports and, um, even going back, I'm kind of backtracking here, but, uh, gymnastics. So I'm sure David, you've seen that, uh, you know, I'm very flexible and, um, I, you know, I used to be able to do backflips and all this other, you know, gymnastic stuff, but the weight had a lot to do with why I could not move on, um, bars. So gymnastic bars, um, that was very hard for me to do. And my dad actually told me a few years ago, he said, you know, we pulled you out of gymnastics because they were paying out of pocket for this. Like this was gymnastics. It's not cheap. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that it's expensive and they were paying straight out of pocket and, um, they pulled me out. Then it, it had a lot to do with my weight. And I didn't know that of course, when I was a child, however, um, knowing now it's just like it's crazy how much my weight it's kept me from so many like opportunities and things Mm -hmm. that i actually love to do and i i stopped doing them and life just became really depressing right you know um so going you know back to high school um yeah i i didn't do any sports um at all um you know i was told mr chambliss was like you should do track come you know join the track team and whatnot and I'm just like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to run in front of people. I don't want to do, what do they call it? The shot put? Mm-hmm. Did I say yeah. that right? You know, all those things. So um, I just, as, I just was very um, insecure and I just kind of just gave up on that dream. Like it's sports, it's not for me. I'm just going to stop. So um, in high school, I was always the funny one. Okay. I kind of just, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. I was really funny, but you know, um, I, I, I enjoyed my high school career. I had a lot of, um, high school was very emotional for me. Right. Um, academically, it was very hard. Um, I, I just graduated with my bachelor's degree actually, but it took me longer to just complete just anything. And to me, I guess I've always been a very bubbly person and, and whatnot, but I, I guess, I don't know, my, my personality changed. I stopped doing sports. I felt like I needed to fit in somewhere. So where can I fit in? You know, where can I fit in? And, um, you know, I met people that I was certain wouldn't like judge me. Um, and it basically, I just, you know, I went for, and talking about the chicken nuggets barbecue ranch. So (laughs) can I mention this just little story about that? Fire away. I know these little nuances looking back on it now. I think it has a whole different meaning. And so if, yeah, fill us in. Okay, so chicken nuggets, barbecue, ranch. So I love chicken nuggets. And um, my one of my really good best friends, so really good friends with her um, at that time, she loved chicken nuggets too. And for some reason, we would always go to McDonald's and just eat chicken nuggets. That's, we would just do that. After school, we'd get chicken nuggets and, you know, whatnot. And actually, it was at a football game. I'm going to get my water. Hold on one sec. Mm-hmm. Um at a football game, there they were talking about certain sauces. Like, what do you, what sauces do you do? Do you eat sweet and sour barbecue? And I'm like, well, I like barbecue ranch. You know what I mean? And so um, from there, I just everyone knew me as Chicken Nuggets Barbecue Ranch. My email address, get this, it's no longer my email, okay? But my email address was um, Chicken Nuggets Br for Barbecue Ranch. 10 for 10 piece at yahoo.com. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now I'll ask it you was why. A, why? Um, 
a lot of people knew me as that the chicken nuggets girl or chicken nugget you know did you like, like I would, that I would, dislike that what was looking back at on the it, time what did it mean? looking back okay so looking back on it I liked it because I was finally recognized for something, I guess. And um, again, I wasn't doing sports anymore. I wanted to fit in some way, somehow. So looking back on it now that I'm grown, it made me feel good. But then it also made me feel like, and just to be honest, sorry, it's getting emotional. I don't like this. (laughs) But looking, okay, so looking at it now, it's kind of like, I was always known for that, for just to be that, like that funny girl. And um, I feel like I was still talked about in the background, but looking on it now, I guess, I I still don't have a problem with someone calling me chicken nuggets. A lot of people, you know, reference me as that, but um, I guess that was maybe, I don't know the right word, David. Like when I was, you know, in high school, I don't know. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick story really quick. When I was in high school, people used to call me Brucey. Okay. And that was because of, have you ever seen the movie Matilda? Yes. Okay. So, you know, Brucey, the, the fat kid who eats the cake. Mm-hmm. They said that I used to look like that my freshman year of high school. So all through high school, everyone used to in the hallway say, Hey, Brucey, Brucey, eat the cake, Brucey. And that was me in high school. So I used to take that Brucey and use it as fuel. And from that, I just developed this persona of being the funny fat guy in high school. And I feel like that is a cross that a lot of us who grew up obese or was in high school, we were obese in high school. That was our role was, you yeah. know, we couldn't play the sports. We couldn't be doing what other people were doing. So what were we? We were funny. And if we weren't funny, we had nothing. So Brucey is relating right that. now to chicken nuggets right now. Brucey and chicken nuggets have a little, little romance going on right now. So take me back to high that. school. I really want to, I want to really dive deep into what you were thinking back in high school. And when, when did you really notice that you, your eating habits were kind of, you know, not what they should be? I guess when, um, So as far as eating, I, I didn't eat healthy at all in high school. Like right. my entire high school career, I didn't eat healthy at all. What, so I what guess consisted I noticed, of unhealthy? I'd, I'd yeah. love to know. Like for, for me, like if I, if I explain, yeah, like my, my, my classic moves were um, I would drink 15 to 20 Diet Cokes a day. It was a <laughs> Costco-sized, it's Diet Coke. It's healthy for you. Right. It's, right. It's it, I, would, I would eat a Costco-sized 24-count of Reese's pretty much every day, um, not to mention the amount of – I. I dropped 20 bucks at Taco Bell at a time. And as everyone knows, that's a lot of food. (laughs) And so, so what were some of your go-tos back in high school days outside of chicken Um, nuggets? nuggets. (laughs) Okay. Outside of chicken nuggets, um, McDonald's, I also ate a lot of cheeseburgers, a lot of Buffalo Wild Wings, me and my friend. And there's things that you can actually eat at Buffalo Wild Wings, Mm -hmm. but my go-tos were very like fried chicken, um, cheeseburgers i mean i would eat eat i'd spend like a lot of money just on food i'm like this is like ridiculous this is crazy and i guess i didn't notice it at the time or even if i would be like i would go to the vending machine like i'd literally lie oh i have to go to the bathroom and really i'd go to the vending machine in high school Mm -hmm, and just get a snack and then i just I always did it when I knew class was going on where no one would be in the hallways right by that entrance because I'm going to get not just one bag of Doritos. I'm going to get maybe five bag of Doritos. Pop. I was addicted to pop. I did a lot of pop um, as well or soda, whatever you guys want to call it. But um, I snacked a lot and I just always, I was always eating and eating and eating and eating. And it was, it, that's when I noticed at that time, like, this is like, not, this is not okay. And I guess, you know, I just, I, now, I don't were, even, Would I you don't say that you were an emotional now, eater or were you just eating because that was the thing to do? Like a lot of the time for me, it was more, I had my emotional eating. Definitely. I pushed my emotions through food, but it, boredom, like I would just find myself bored. So if I was bored, I'm going to go look in the fridge and see what we have. And I would do that dance to the fridge all the time and see, you know, well, what's, has anything changed in the last 10 minutes? No, nothing's changed. All right. Well, I'm going back and grabbing what I had before, you know, so right. was it more yeah. of an emotional eating for you or like kind of take me through what was going on and why, why were you eating so much? 
Yeah. So um, I guess at that time, um, I, I would actually consider it emotional eating. I um, had a different childhood right. and um, I would just find, you know, food was my comfort and I just kept eating and that's just what it was. Um, just eat, 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 you know, go into the refrigerator or pizza rolls, getting those pizza bagels out. Mm -hmm. um, again, a lot of like fried chicken, a lot of fried food. Um, I, you know, I didn't eat healthy at all, but it, I think it definitely came from me. It just provided comfort to me. So. So then now we're, we're in the transition period. Cause obviously you're just, you're, you were very similar to me. We didn't make the change in high school. Um, right. We move into college and then. Well, what, what was your, before we move on to college, what was your yeah. highest weight in high school? If you, if, if you know. Ooh, man, I don't know. Um, I think I was like. I was above 250. Okay. So then that transition it, it to kept, college, it just continued. Oh yeah. It just like, it just went up. It just mm, okay. it skyrocketed. Yeah. And then, uh, so now you're in the, the, the late teens, mid, early, mid twenties, obviously you fluctuated just like me. Um, didn't make any change till actually we, you were only like two years behind me where you started making your transition. Um, yeah. so you fluctuated, at least from my experience, you kind of fluctuated um in that life and then let's do that transition period so at your peak of your weight what what, what were you ish how long ago was your highest weight do you have any idea what that was how long ago was my highest weight yeah like before you started to transition into everything oh okay um i was at before i started my weight loss transition i was at um i was Oh, sorry. Um, three ninety six. Okay. Three ninety six, but I've been higher. I've been right. over four hundred pounds. You know, but no one likes yeah. to go on the scale. Nobody likes to go on the scale, especially yeah. when we live the lifestyles that we live. <laughs> all right, all right. Funny yeah. story. I'm just going to train this. <laughs> so in high school, uh, my highest weight, at least in high school, is four ten. And actually, it's probably higher than that because what I used to do, what you you think it's what wrapping your head around the stuff you used to do when you're when you didn't like yourself in this in this standpoint just to make yourself feel better whether it's owning yourself as the chicken nuggets girl or right. whatever it may be when i used to go to the the doctor i was on this big scale and i would grab the pole and pull up a little bit to try to take off like five pounds <laughs> me too like I that actually it. made a difference it's like are you kidding yeah. like Oh yeah, it's, it's it says four ten instead of four seventeen. Like like <laughs> I'd raise my right foot up just a little bit so it wasn't totally resting on the scale. No, I feel you, bro. Oh, oh my god, it. I feel that. I did that. I oh, that. I love it. I love it. So you're in this. So obviously you were you were above four hundred pounds at your heaviest. Yeah. Um, you were you were saying from the beginning you took the initiative that you needed to transform. Do you, did you have any emotional impact moment? Was it an yeah. aha? What made that kind of transition for you? Um, I guess it was the, the bullying, I guess. Okay. And bullying to me, in what for sense? me personally. So I, I started, I actually, so I, people actually thought I like, I became, I just, I started actually bullying. I started just being mean and, um, that wasn't me because I'm always a funny girl, right. but there was certain things that I would hear from you know like a couple of these people you know in high school talking about or or dang Danny you're going to the the vending machine again like damn okay chicken nuggets barbecue ranch like he, he you know like and again it's something that I I took and I just used that really just as fuel but I when I decided to transition I was tired of being called names and this it really yes I was you know people called me fat and the fat girl and whatever it was in high school and you know we were kids but I mean there's really no excuse for it however that's just what it was that's what I lived my I lived my entire life dealing with that and so um what made me want to change and this is crazy that I'm saying this because I don't even know if I've been okay so Darius you know Darius yep my best friend I love Darius. So, he's, he's, he's a, he's, I love a he's a funny guy. I love Darius, best friend. So he was getting a tattoo. And this was after high school, like right after high school. He was getting a tattoo. And um, it was somewhere downtown. 
and I had walked across the street because there was like a pizza place. I was just hungry, okay? Like I wanted a slice of pizza. And as I was walking back to the tattoo place to meet him in there, some random, it was an older stranger was driving past me and said, get out the street, you fat bitch. Like that's what he said. You can curse, don't worry. And, you're, you're, you're totally allowed to curse. Don't listen to David. You can curse all you want. Okay, bet. Thank you. <laughs> so he said, get out the street, you fat bitch. And I'm like, what? Damn. Yeah. That made me feel like shit. Because one, I'm young, dude. I basically just graduated from high school. Right. You are an older man. And I just felt like complete fucking shit. Like, I, I'll never forget that. And it's, it's really fucked up. So you think but, that yeah. was your turning point? That was like where the light switch went off? Or was there, was there more self-doubt that came after that? No, there was more self-doubt for sure. I mean, I didn't want to be this big girl that everyone would like talk about. And mm. at that point, like when I was younger, I was so focused on my image. I was focused on what society thinks is acceptable versus not you know right. that at that time is what i was focused on but now being a mother and actually being an adult um obviously my feelings have changed because honestly i don't give a fuck what anyone has to say because i didn't get this far listening to anyone's bullshit opinions but right. it pushed me it did drive me it pushed me and um then I, you know, I got, I don't know if I'm getting too off topic, but no, no, no but continue. I, I got into a really, really, really bad relationship Okay. and, um, it was just bad. It just wasn't, I mean, it was bad. And, um, I was, I was called names. I mean, you saw that my TikTok video on um, the video that I made, I, the, and the reason I just want to say that I have that video footage is because I wanted to back in the day, uh, like in 2013, 2014, um, I wanted to do a YouTube channel and I never like got to that. I still don't have a YouTube channel, but um, the, I recorded that because I wanted to just document how I was feeling at that very moment to look back at it, to give me motivation to like leave my now ex-boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But it actually just gave me more motivation to um, to actually, can you guys see me? Yep. yep. Okay. To just want to lose weight. Um, I wanted to be healthy. I was tired of the problems I was dealing with. Um, David, I, I don't know if you uh, recall, but I was flying out of town and I asked you, like, do you think I should buy an extra seat? Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that conversation. Yeah. And I didn't want to have to buy, I literally had to purchase an extra seat on an airplane because I could not fit in just a regular seat. I knew that wasn't going to work. And then I had to get a seatbelt extender. Mm -hmm. um, and I was so tired of having to just do extra roller coasters. Mm -hmm. This is something else. Oh my God. Talking about this, it's like bringing up all these memories. Um, if you're going to say you love roller coasters, we all love roller coasters. We all have our roller yeah. coasters. I, think, I really think it's a fat okay. person okay. Thing that they just happen <laughs> to love roller be. coasters. <laughs> It must be because I love roller coasters and I went to Six Flags one summer um, with my family and I went with my cousin on just an, it was, it wasn't anything like major, just a basic, you know, roller coaster. But, um, it was one of those where the, um, you had to pull the thing down and then you had to like tighten the yeah. seatbelt and they told me to get off. Mm -hmm. They we weren't rude the about three, it. They the just, same story. It's incredible. Go ahead. Are you serious? This is yeah. crazy. Oh, it's I demoralizing. I yeah, no, it's mine. terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they told me I couldn't ride the roller coaster in front of all of these people that are just like lined up, ready to go, like get the hell off. You're, you know, holding up the whatever. But it made me feel, oh, I was so embarrassed and just so ashamed. Mm -hmm. Like, how could I let this happen? I can't even freaking go on a roller coaster. Like, it's just, it's just too, it's too many stories like that where, it just, I w I'm sick of it. I'm right. sick of having to look at if I need to pay an extra $300 for an extra seat, you know? Mm -hmm. And no. it goes to show you right there alone that um, I've, I've come to realize that there are, there's the pains of discipline of changing your body, of eating healthy. That 
obviously it's not always fun to say no to pizza when all your friends are eating pizza. It's not always, it doesn't right. feel good all the time. And to go to the gym doesn't always feel good. There's disciplines and pains in that. But I tell you what, the pains of when you're significantly overweight, like you can't fit on a plane, right? You, you can't go to the same stores as everyone. Like that sucks just yeah. if not more than, than what the disciplines of pain are when it comes to eating healthy um, right. and doing all those kind of things. So I, I, I definitely heavily relate there. Yes. Um, the one thing I'll say from here is like, I'd love to start getting in that transition phase. So yeah. you were saying from the beginning, um, you kind of made that decision that I'm sick of this lifestyle. I, I need to take more accountability for my actions and, and live a healthy, uh, more life. And you yeah. got, you thought personal trainer was the right move. Get into that motion. So what, what was the sequence of events starting there? Okay. So this was when I actually, I actually met my, um, ex, my now ex, but, um, I wanted to just feel good. And one of my um, very best friends, she's a great friend of mine. She, um, said, Hey, you know, I'm doing this personal training thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, can you send me the information? And she said, yeah. So she sent me the information. I, I set up a meeting with, um, the, the bodybuilding company and, um, I basically signed a contract and it was, it was something I had to think about because uh, again, at that time, I um, didn't have any kids. I didn't really have many bills to pay. So I was just like, you know, three ninety five a month. Yes. That's wild. That's crazy. Um, but to me, um, she was doing it and it was working and I'm like, you know what? I'm ready. Like, let's do this now. Like I'm not in high school anymore. Like I want to do this now. I met with them and basically it was a signed contract to me that meant no matter what i had to be in the gym right with my personal trainer i because either way they're literally going to be taking 395 out a month regardless the only way i could get out of that contract is if i you know became pregnant or like i was like on my deathbed or something but to me that kind of it just held me accountable and um they taught me a lot of different workout techniques and how to eat right. Um, just, you know, the basics, just even like body fat. Um, and they would know if I was like cheating. Okay. Like, yeah, the scale may go down, but you know, with, what is that thing that you hold that measures your, um, yeah, the body fat, body yeah. fat, like uh, yeah. electrode. Yep. Yeah. And they would do that on me because, okay, I may lose a pound or two, but let's check that body fat because that actually makes a huge difference. So, um, you know, they taught me a lot of different things and, um, it was hard work. It was hard. It was really hard. We did a lot of boxing, um, just a lot of, you know, a lot of deadlifts, just a lot of uh, routines. And it was, you know, a, a couple times a week. And then as far as the meal prepping goes, that was so the eating right was really difficult for me mm -hmm. that was like i couldn't i couldn't it was just too hard i mean i'd rather just be in the gym than like follow this meal plan i can't do it it's like, the I classic can't do that. everyone just yeah. thinks oh it's the gym it's it's nutrition it's not <laughs> it's not it is not the gym at all it's not the working out it's part of it but not all of it and to be honest the eating right is what helped me um during this entire journey i've been on is the eating right so um yeah so they would meal preps um i would eat a lot of salmon oh, that was my favorite um i got a food scale i'd have to weigh my food um, a lot of portion control um and i'm just like okay well can i have like a full thing of salmon or can i like and she's like you know it's not like it's unhealthy but no you need to you know you need to follow this plan. You're going to have mm -hmm. this amount of protein. You're going to have, um, you know, some brown rice on the side, um, a vegetable in between meals. I would do, um, whey protein. Um, and I, I, I never like stuck to an exact brand. I would kind of always just experiment different kinds that worked for me and my body. But, um, yeah, so that's the personal training piece. Okay. And there's more to the story. So should I keep going? Yes, keep going. please. And get, yeah, All so right. really start diving into you're in the midst of your, your, uh, your, just your transformation. What were some of the tactics you used? Um, and what, what kind of timeline was this over to where you are now? Yeah. So I've been on my journey for, it's, it's been like six years. Um, it's, 
and that's the timeline of it. So I did the personal training and with my personal trainer, I lost around 75 pounds, almost like a hundred pounds. I don't know the exact number, but um, almost 75 pounds by exercise and eating healthy. And um, then that is when I kind of started focusing on other things um, like school and I want to have a baby and things like that. So to fast forward, all of that happened. Um, and then right after, and I was with my personal trainer again for about a year and I got out of my contract. Um, I became pregnant and I gained, I mean, a lot of weight. I mean, I was probably 400, I was probably like 420 or something like that at that time. Um, but it was just, it was, it was really, it was a bad pregnancy because it was hard to walk. And I mean, all moms can experience this, but like my shoes didn't fit, you know, right. clothes, I mean, didn't fit. Um, it was already hard. It was already like difficult for me to find clothing that fit me. Um, you know, so because I was bigger and I've always been plus size, but, um, so yeah, after the whole personal training thing, after I had the baby, my baby, the baby, um, after I had my son, um, I wanted to go back to losing weight and I couldn't afford a personal trainer. Um, I was in a very abusive relationship mentally, um, physically, it was hard. And I just wanted to, and I was called names, but I wanted to um, make a change. So at that time, I decided to get weight loss surgery. So we're going to talk about that piece. Okay. Very nice. I decided to get the VSG. And um, a lot of people, even to this day, well, why didn't you just hire a personal trainer? Or why didn't you take the knowledge that you learned from the personal trainer and just apply it to your everyday life? I don't know. At that time, I thought it was, to be honest, I thought it was just like, an easy way out, which it's not. And we're going to get into that because weight loss surgery, it's not an easy way out. Danielle, so let's, I've had yeah. it. I had it. Yes. So okay. I'm with you. I'm picking so, up what you're putting okay, down. Good. So I'm thinking like, I'm just going to get this surgery. Fuck it. I'm not going to spend three ninety five a month on a personal trainer. Um, I am not motivated. I have no one to motivate me, which we'll talk about because no one really can motivate you but yourself. But um, anyways, yeah. So I decided to get the VSG. It's basically like a sleeve surgery where they take a portion of your stomach, like your inner, like stomach, stomach out. And I got that and it started working. It was great. Um, they had me go through um, a psych evaluation um, to make sure I was ready because even with my plastic surgery, which we'll talk about later, but um, they make you do that just because it's a lifestyle change and you have to understand that things are going to be different. Losing weight, it's not just about like what you look like on the outside. Like you, like it's, it's just more to it than that. And um, so I mean, how were you feeling emotionally about... when you started? Like when you, when you finally decided, decided excuse me, that you were going to take the, uh, the weight loss surgery route? emotionally how are you feeling emotionally um i felt embarrassed that i had to that it got to that point right because i at that point i was the highest i've ever been like right. weight and i just didn't it, nothing was working i mean mm -hmm. even just even just me walking and I did a lot of walking, um, you know, and because I had to lose some weight before the surgery, but, um, I did a lot of cardio. That's what I needed to do at that time. And, um, emotionally I was, I was embarrassed and I just was like, wow, I did this with a personal trainer. Yes, it took work, but is there another way? And at, at that point, um, I qualified way qualified, um, mm -hmm. And I took the classes and, you know, I started eating just proteins, like very high protein diet. Um, it wasn't keto or anything like that, but um, 
which I have done before. But anyways, um, it was a very high protein diet and it was kind of just, it, it took me back to the days where it's just like, how did I allow this to happen? Like, how did I get to this point? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's just like from, you know, me emotionally speaking, I just, it was, it was, uh, it was a decision I just felt like I had to make because I needed to do this, not just for me, but I wanted to be able to, I guess, go down, you know, a slide um, at the park with my right. son. And again, he was a newborn at this time, but I wanted to be able to do those things with him as fast as possible because, you know, life is short and um, I decided to do that. And uh, so speaking about the surgery, um, like now, I mean, I'm not embarrassed to talk about it, but at that time I was, and I, you know, I was just ashamed, but um, it was really, really difficult um, because I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to lose the weight. Everything's going to be great. And I'm going to be like this new person. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, let me tell you. So first of all, have you heard of transfer addictions? No, actually tell me about this. Okay. So my addiction was food. When um, my doctor, when uh, he was talking about the actual weight loss surgery, he said, you know, watch out for transfer addiction. Some people don't believe in it, in it whatever, but like in me, I'm not going to be eating a lot anymore. So what uh, am I going to be doing? Right. That I got type you. Of stuff. Okay. So um, I had a lot of issues, like just like my, with my mental health, I had to deal with a lot. Again, I was in a bad relationship. Um, I wasn't happy with how my life was. During my pregnancy, I had three losses. I lost both my grandparents and my mother in the same year. And it was, thank you. And it was just so hard. And I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't do it. And so anyways, I guess my transfer addiction was, um, I kind of leaned towards um, smoking marijuana um, and drinking okay. a lot. And um, at that time, it was kind of like, okay, like I needed to stop. And really only like my best friends like knew about it. And it wasn't like a issue to where I wasn't able to like do my job mm-hmm. or anything like that. But internally, I knew like I this was not... I was never this Danny. Right. Damn it. I just want to, you know, get some chicken nuggets. I just want to get, you know, a whole box, not a slice, a whole box of pizza and just eat it. But it's like, I can't do that because the surgery kind of prevents you from eating large, large, large amounts of food. Right. Uh, It was working for a while. And then I just like stopped losing weight. And were were you going to the gym during this? Were you working out during this? I was. Oh yeah, I was, I've always, since the personal training started, I have always um, been in the gym, always. And um, so yeah, going back to that, um, I was always in the gym and the weight kind of just stopped like falling off and I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And I like reached out to my doctor, like, blah, blah, blah. you know, like I'm, I'm that one, okay. <laughs> and he's like, well, this is only a tool. You can't just get the weight loss surgery and just ex- it's not like that right and i'm like okay i know you guys said that in the beginning but like you know what i'm saying I don't like oh, come on yeah. right you know what i mean like and he was like yeah you're gonna lose weight for a minute and then it's just gonna stop yeah and so the weights just stopped and and i still was working out but my eating it i kind of just got off track and i was dealing with a lot of things that um distracted me from just kind of you know, succeeding in what I, you know, started, but, um, so that's how it happened. And, um, I stopped losing the weight. Then, um, I started going back to the gym and I started meal prepping again. And I started using all of the, um, training skills that I learned when I was, um, training with my, um, bodybuilder. I started using those. I actually reached out to one of them, um, and I said, hey, are you doing training? And they were like, not right now. I have to wait till my no compete, like contract, whatever you call that is up. And then, you know, I, I'll be taking um, clients. But I had to just kind of do it on my own. And yes, I had the personal trainer. And yes, there was the surgery. 
but then again, it really just stopped. It's kind of like, it helped me for a little bit. And then it just, you know, I really had to, all right, it's time to freaking work. So um, this was one thing and everyone, a lot of parents actually asked me, how the hell do I do this with a kid? So I am very blessed to work for a company that has a gym in um, our workplace. And when I would drop, yeah. So when I would drop my son off at daycare, I would just go in an hour and a half early and just go to the gym. They have showers and then I'm just upstairs, you know, um, and I start working and I did that a lot every, so I had, um, my lunches were 30 minutes. I had two 15 minute breaks and I would literally go down there and people actually would, um, I didn't smell at that time, but (laughs) people would be like, wow, you're really just like going on the treadmill, coming back up here, huh? And you're not showering or nothing. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm sorry, but I this mean, is what it, it is what it is. And I had to, yeah, yeah it, I had to do that. And so I would, um, I started my meal prepping. I started working out. Um, I started um, working on my core and just stretching more and uh, working with my balance. Um, I've always been off balance because I was always large and you know but um, I started doing a lot of the things that I love to do like gymnastics Um, I couldn't you know do backflips or anything I'm sure I can do one like if I'm on a trampoline but I started doing my handstands and uh, working on getting uh, my splits down which I can do now and um, I started doing a lot of um, boxing as well like in that video I know you saw the boxing and the boxing really helped me. And I'm not the best. I'm not a professional at all. Um, but it helped me. It got, it got a lot of anger. You know, I was dealing with a lot. And so the boxing helped. And they had a boxing um, nice. area at my job. So, yes, so then, I am quick very question blessed. for you. Um, yeah. So now you're, you're in the mid, you, you, you figured out that weight loss surgery is in some secret pill. <laughs> That has no, so many. I didn't not. even have weight loss surgery. Now, the, the idea that people think that somehow it's this like, yeah. you had surgery, it's just easy. It's just BS. Like, they have no yeah, idea. Yeah, and I, yeah. Yeah, and so so you're in that whole position. You find out the hard truth that the, the weight loss surgery is just a tool. You got to figure out, get back to that accountability, get back on nutrition, get back on working out in a consistent manner. Um, you got crazy momentum. Yeah. And obviously, you know how that momentum works. What, where are you at now? Like weight wise, like weight wise, health wise, where are you at now? Well, oh. How much did you actually initially oh, yeah. lose from from the weight loss surgery oh, before yeah. before you kind of got off path after having it? Only like a hundred and maybe twenty pounds, which okay. is a lot. But yes. I lost that with my personal trainer. Right. I mean, seventy five or whatever with my personal trainer. But with the weight loss surgery, I only lost you know before I got off track like a hundred and something. And then how quickly would you say, once you started to kind of pick up that rule book again and follow the rules again, how quickly did the weight come off? It was harder. And I don't know if that's just something like if you get weight loss surgery and you just stop like doing what like you actually should be doing, it just gets harder over time. But um, I would say it took maybe like over maybe a couple of years i would say okay it just it took longer to to lose the weight that i needed to lose um and again i was in the gym all the time Mm -hmm. i'm at this point um once i started at my job that i'm at now and um i started you know just eating right and whatnot too so So the hard the hardest thing for you from from what i'm hearing was not so much being accountable to the actions of working out. It was more the battle with food addiction and not being able to, to break that and stay accountable to the meal prep and the, you know, the eating right and stuff like that. Is, is that kind of what yeah. you would say? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely can relate to that. Um, the, for me, um, when I decided to get weight loss surgery, it was more for my health than it was for anything else. Just like you, I had a personal trainer for a year before I decided to have weight loss surgery. And just like yourself, mm-hmm. when I had that personal trainer in that first year, I lost about 80 to 88 pounds. Okay. My problem was I was very asthmatic. So I was, you know, working out, I get on steroids, I gain the weight back. And that's when I decided to have the weight loss surgery. Now, when I had it, I'm not sure how it was for you, but when I had it, um, they sat everybody down 
and made us all go into a room with the surgeon that was operating on us. And this was weeks before surgery. This was like during pre-op and everyone who was going to have surgery by that doctor. And then all of a sudden you're in a room with about 30 people who all have the same freaking problem as you. And you hear yeah. stories from everyone else and how you all relate. So at that point, the doctor looked at us straight in the eye and goes, if you do not follow the rule book of this surgery, you will not have success. And I will see you back here for a revision. And your yes. insurance company will not pay for that revision. So I said, motherfucker, you're paying for it the first time. I ain't coming back here again. Right. So, you know, that was the whole having to pay out of pocket thing. And it's expensive. That is what kind of kept me accountable, you know, but, right. and we're all different. And I know that your son is your why, and that's a beautiful thing. And I think that by you having your son, you were able to take it a step further. And that's where you yeah. found your accountability. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. right now, where do you stand? How much are you down from, from the beginning of your journey, from, you know, chicken nuggets, barbecue ranch to right now, what, how mm. much have you lost? Okay. So since the beginning of my journey, I would say a total of 200 and 230-ish pounds. That's amazing. That is amazing. That is yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah, and David had told me before we got on here that, you know, I'm blessed today because I'm talking to a TikTok superstar. So why don't you, <laughs> why don't you, why don't you uh, tell us about your new little TikTok venture that you're on right now? Because yeah. TikTok is, is the game right now. It is. So as David knows, I don't know anything. I'm very like, I don't know if it's old school, but I'm very late when it comes to social media. I never really used my Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. Facebook is really what I went to a lot. But mm -hmm. um, my sister was like, yeah, there's TikTok. So you should get it. And I'm like, okay. So I downloaded the TikTok app. And I was like, this is stupid. Why is everyone doing videos that are just like the same videos and the same songs? Like, I don't understand like why. And she's like, well, that's the point. TikTok, the point of TikTok, you know, TikTok is because you want to get as many um likes, followers, and views on the same thing until it goes viral. I did not know that. Literally, I did not know that. So I'm just like, okay, I'm looking at all of these like famous TikTokers. I'm trying to do these dances and I still do them, but I look a mess, whatever it is, what it is. But um, I was like, you know what? So many people asked me about my journey, even like before TikTok, a lot of people wanted to know like, how do I do it? How do I stay consistent, you know, with being a mother and, and being a, you know, full-time student and working full-time. Um, so I was like, you know what, let me go back to where I felt like complete shit from someone I was madly in love with, who I still, even after I made that video of um, being called an ignorant cow, still dealt with him for years after that and um that's a self-love thing but anyways um i decided to make a video and i'm like you know what i want to just document my journey because it's possible and i right. know that there's a lot of women out there even men that deal with um weight loss you know str struggling to lose weight and mm -hmm. what what pushed them um, whether it was, you know, a child, uh, their, their children, or um, just, you know, they were tired of the bullshit, or they were tired of getting made fun of. And um, I guess in that moment, when I was making that video, I started like going through um, my iCloud. Mm -hmm. And I just started like looking at old um, videos and pictures of me just so unhappy. I was just so unhappy. And it was it was just, it was a lie. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to, I actually reached out to David and I texted David and I said, um, I don't know the exact words I said, but I said, David, so I made this video. I got this TikTok app or whatever. And like, I don't Do you think know. It's good? I, I don't like think I'm it. freaking out. I'm freaking out. Like, is it good? Do you yeah. think I should post it? Should I post it? I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, and then I actually, I reached out to my sister. I was like, so I made this TikTok video. Um, but it's like, you know, about like my past kind of, and she's like, what, Danielle, like, don't do anything fucking stupid, like, you know, and so then I reached out to you, and I'm like, I don't know, like, I'm pretty, I have bad anxiety, and I was very scared to post that, um, I was really scared, and I did, David said, I love it, I think you should go for it, and so I posted the TikTok video, and, um, I'm still like, at this point, I'm like busy, you know, changing my sheets and stuff, like dealing with my child. 
And then David texted me and he's like, holy shit. Like, you know, like you look at your TikTok. It was like, it was like, it was like four hours in and it had like 400,000 views. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. I'm just Danielle from Grand Rapids, Raggedy, Michigan. Like, I'm sorry, but hold up here. I was just like, holy shit. Like, this is crazy. And yeah. So anyways, thank you for um, pushing me, not pushing me, but motivating me to post that because I was scared. I was scared I was going to be made fun of, judged. Um, I was going to get cussed out by my ex. Um, I was scared of what would happen if I posted that video. I mm-hmm. was really scared. And then what was the, what was the final result of it? Just, just, yeah. Well, how many views do you have on how that? Many views up to now? Um, uh, I, I looked, I, it's like 2.6 million. Yeah. 2.6 million views. <laughs> 2.6 million views. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Cause I definitely was not going to, I literally had it saved as a draft for a couple of days. And I'm just like, I'm just going to reach out to David, like, and see, like, because I just, I was really scared, but you know what? Um, I really, really love seeing all the support and just the kind words that, um, people from all over the world were you know, reaching out to me and it was, it was a good experience. And I, I really liked that. So. Well, the, the, the scaredness, the, the scared feeling that you were getting was, was kind of just the universe telling you that it was real. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. for me, every time mm-hmm. I posted something that I've, I've thought twice about posting, when I posted it, it ends up having the most impact because it was the realest right. idea that I came up with. And I will say- Which is crazy. Yeah, and I will say you're ahead of the curve. At least for me, you're ahead of the curve for the first time because you decided to make you know, a, a TikTok that was about your life. And instead of you know, doing a stupid dance and doing a Tootsie slide or whatever the hell people are doing on TikTok right now, it's hard. you decided to be real <laughs> and that realness popped off. So you're ahead of the curve right now. more people are going to start making TikToks that have to do with real life situations and what they're going through rather than, you know, some dumb dance or some dumb trend that's going on. So my hat's off to you. That's amazing. You have, I mean, obviously you see the, the amount of people that you've impacted with 2.2 million views. I mean, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. You have a fantastic story. And I think that you have literally overcome so much. And I think just a little bit, Danielle, you need to give yourself just a slight bit more credit just a little bit more. Yeah. Thank you. My sisters tell me that all the time. Um, yeah. So I, you know, it's, it was something that I was just really, really nervous. I was just like, okay, I'm going to post it. I'm just going to do it. And, um, you know, even the TikTok dances, I still do those, but I guess for me, it was just like, you know, actually, when I was making the video, um, again, I had it as a draft for a couple of days, but when I was making it, I just remember um, my son, he was right next to me, he was sleeping, um, and I'm just like up, and I'm just, I'm literally, I'm rocking like this, like, mm-hmm. like writing my nails, and I'm just, I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at this, I literally, I poured me some wine, and I'm, you know, I'm drinking my wine, and I'm just like, I don't know, and I'm just, I start crying, and crying, and crying. And I'm just like, this is, this was my life. And it's not just, oh, I'm going to work out and this, that. And it may be like that for some people and that's fine. But to me, there was so much more to my story. It wasn't just a strange, yeah, strangers have called me names and stuff. But at this point, I dealt with a lot of abuse from people that were in my personal life. And um, yeah, so. Yeah. That's a phenomenal transition. Honestly, that, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So um, last couple things, I think, obviously, most importantly, just the, the possibility. And I think, as I was saying from the beginning of the podcast, where it's like, just the relatability is the most important thing, getting, getting raw and honest with where you were, where mm-hmm. you, how you're transformed, where you're at now. Um, and that's the most important piece. But I know, more than that, I want to make sure that anyone that's listening to this gets inspired. They get connected to themselves of what's possible. But I would love to give, I'd love to have you have just like just a minute or two to just share an impactful knowledge that helped you. So like you're in your position, um, you're at your heaviest weight. This could be just post-surgery. This could be pre-surgery, however you want to look at it. Um, someone's listening right now that really impacts with your story. They're a mom and they really need to transform their, their health. What is one, what is one piece of information that's tangible that they can take that can really take them moving in the right direction? 
so the one piece, okay, the one piece of, okay, so let me just say this. There's going to be days where you're not going to be motivated. There's going to be days where you're going to wake up and you're not going to feel like going to the gym. You're not going to feel like meal prepping. You're not going to feel like doing what you know you need to do to get to where you need to be, okay? And this is a speech, Walter Bond. You guys know him. Shark mindset. And um, the reason why I'm, this is, okay, so the reason I'm talking about it now is because every single morning, every single workout before I went to bed, I would listen to this guy. And it was, it's called Shark Mindset. It's on YouTube. And it's not just, the, it's like 10 minutes long, but what, this is what pushed me, okay? And it's a speech about NBA. Like, I don't even play basketball, okay? But it, I related so much to it because it's um, sharks, okay? Mm -hmm. They never stop swimming. If a shark stops swimming, it will die. So I'm just going to say that. When I first listened to that years ago, I'm like, let me Google this. I don't believe it. Like, what do you mean if a shark stops swimming? And then um, in the speech, it said, if a shark swims backwards, or if it goes backwards, it will die. Think like a shark, act like a shark, and behave like a shark. I'm even, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. I, I listen to it every day. I, I, every day, I, I, I mean, this morning I listened to it, and oh, it's so powerful. And for me, I took that in my personal life, and whenever... I would, you know, overhear someone like talking about me or um, even when I was like in my relationship at that time, um, you know, and there was something going on where, you know, there was abuse happening or whatever. The first thing I listened to was that sharks, they never stop swimming. I'm about to cry. I'm sorry. No. That's so embarrassing. Edit this. Are you going to edit no. that out? <laughs> That's no. staying in there. No, no, this is staying <laughs> This is definitely staying. I love it because again, no. it's just it's in oh, my thing. I, I did the same thing. I listened to uh, whether it was um, I, I think it's like priming your morning, priming your night, where it's yeah. like whether it's Eric Thomas, whether whatever it may be. Oh, I love him. There's nothing. There's there's just something to motivation and listening to different podcasts. It it's it's like showering. The the yeah. longer you go without showering, the more you smell. The same thing yeah. with with listening to different podcasts and different things. It it, it heightens that motivation, and then you it, it it's just a, it's another tool to help you move forward. Yeah, for sure. And that's what it was for me. I I used that as something that I knew I could just. It just made me feel like, you know, anything is possible. And the speech literally was about basketball. I mean, it was about sharks, but it had nothing to do with me. Like, because I, I might, you know, I don't watch sports like that, but, oh, it's something about that where it's like sharks just keep swimming. Just keep, like Dory, just keep swimming, you know, from Finding Nemo. Um, I, I, I use that even this morning I was feeling, um, and I'll really, really quick talk about this. I know. Um, we're getting low here on time, but um, this morning I was feeling very different. Mother's Day is tomorrow, and my mom obviously is no longer living. And it's my, and I know that, you know, some people may, you know, think, oh, well, that's, that doesn't matter. But to me, it's, this is my first uh, Mother's Day actually being like a single mom. And, um, I just felt just a little bit weak this morning and I listened to Shark Mindset and then I also listened to Rocky, um, the, a speech that he did in one of, uh, it wasn't even a speech, it was a movie scene um, in Rocky and he um, was saying, son, let me tell you something you already know, the, the, the world isn't all sunshine and rainbows, it's a very mean and nasty place and it will knock you down and keep you there permanently if you let it. You know, nobody's going to hit you as hard as life will hit you, but it's not about how, how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. Yep. 
about how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And mm -hmm. I listened to that this morning. I needed that one this morning. So. I, yeah, I love, I, see, I love the raw there. Cause it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I've done it. I'm at my weight loss. Everything's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not how it works. No, it's not, not how, how it works. works. It is. It, if it's not the, the, the singular diet that once you get to your goal, it's all sunshine and rainbows. It's a game. It's, right. it's, it's a constant right. game. Um, so that, that honestly, this was fantastic. Danny, I'm, I'm, Danielle, I'm sure, I'm sure you were freaking out a little bit, <laughs> but you did fantastic. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm like, great. Yeah. I loved it. Thanks for having me on here. And then, awesome. uh, John, do you have any questions, comments, observations? Uh, no, I mean, just let everyone know where they can find you. Um, Instagram, TikTok, where can, we, uh, where can we find Danny? Yeah, yeah. So Instagram is DannyBaby17, which is D-A-N-I-B-A-B-I-1-7. And then my TikTok is um, DannyMary92. So D-A-N-I-M-A-R-Y-92. Um, and then Facebook, um, which I think you can only have 5,000 friends or something. I'm like getting close to that, but um, it's Danny Smith on Facebook guys. So um, hit me up, DM me, ask me questions. Um, I love to help other people and just know that we're all in this together. Um, and it's a process and maybe we'll talk about this another day, David, but with my skin removal surgery, my skin removal surgery, I was freaking the hell out about that. And <laughs> one piece of advice you gave me, you said, you said, trust the process. And I'm like, oh, damn it. All right, I'm gonna try, like, what if I'm gonna die the next day. Like, it was hard. We'll talk about that another time, but- We're gonna have you back on. We'll oh, get, we'll, we'll dive into on. that, uh, yeah. to the skin surgery yes. and stuff. But I, I just wanna thank you for coming on and taking out time yeah. out of your day to do this. It was so lovely meeting you and your me story too. is incredible. Yes, you too. Thank you so much, guys. All awesome. right, fam. Well, until next week or until the next uh, podcast, I appreciate you all hopping on here. Obviously, um, there's incredible things to come with, yes. with all of us. And, and it's, a, it's a family. It's, this group is going to be something special. It's not about any individual story. It's not about any individual program. It's about building accountability, building a group and, and helping people through the process. So the process. So with that being said, yes. guys, have a phenomenal rest of your day and I will talk to you all yes. shortly. Take care.